We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. We're coming to you just before 9 o'clock. Uh, Central Time on Sunday, January 30th. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of Mavs Moneyball. In the room, certainly know the Mavericks just fell to the Orlando Magic in one of the dumber losses that the Mavericks have had this year. Uh, if you want to hear a summary of the, the game and Josh and I talking about it, check your podcast feed. We did that. Uh, let's hop right into it. Uh, airing of our grievances starting with everyone's second favorite German from Würzburg, Germany, Maxi Kleba, who just, man, feel bad for the guy. He was, uh, he was real bad. He, um, I don't like hanging the loss around one dude, but he, between him getting carved on defense and him not being able to hit really good looks, it's just, just struggle. Uh, he's just kind of, it's a, it's a reminder loss of when we talk about why we don't think this team has enough talented of depth uh the number of shots that the Mavericks missed in the final six minutes of the game was pretty was pretty incredible uh Maxi missed four all by himself Dorian missed one um Marquise Chris missed an open three which he never should have taken just lots and lots and lots and lots of misses um Luke and Dorian each missed a free throw which would have which uh really uh, would have helped in a two-point game but um there we go so uh, you guys know the rules or rules. You guys know the the bit here. Come up on stage, request, uh, come up and speak your piece. I'm going to give preference to first time callers, but maybe we won't have many tonight because this is just kind of a bleh loss. All right, coming up first, we have my buddy Zach. What's going on? This sucked. It did. Come closer to the mic too. <laughs> no worries. I'll just I'll speak a little louder. Um, basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna get really angry. 
like all y'all who said trade KP at the beginning of the season, I'm like go 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 with yourself. In the what I want to trade KP. I don't know. I you know Kirk, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of some some internet some internet sparring. Um, but basically basically it's it, it, there's a lot that they need to figure out between Luca and KP, and it's hard for Luca to develop chemistry with people who are not regular players. Tim Hardaway would have gotten you at least 10 points in this game, and it's not a contest. Yeah. Okay. That's the reality. And we all need to take a deep breath, be patient, and, you know, get angry for a little bit. But, you know, like, like my toddler, you know, kind of take a deep breath and move on with your day. Find something else trying to play with. Sure. No, and that like this loss is not like a not like a a referendum, but when you see the same guys miss the same shots that were on the roster and in the rotation the the week that we traded for Kristaps Porzingis, which was now three full years ago, it just gets a little frustrating. Um, the Luka Doncic show was was pretty good tonight. He could stand to play a little bit better defense. He can always stand to play a little bit better defense. Um, but you just got to have somebody hit shots. And when Marquis let, sorry, no go ahead. I think I think I think you let Wagner Wagner get under his skin. And like it's weird, it's weird to see like and, and like American NBA players like they just try to you know beat up Luca and that's fine. You know, Euro, whatever. It's it, it's what happens. But other Euros who are just absolute, you know, jerk faces, <laughs> like I have to imagine Franz Wagner is, um, they get under his skin. And, and I think it sucks when you, uh, I miss KP. I wish, I wish KP had played 10 minutes tonight. You know, it would have been fine. Oh, sure. Sure. Because he's just adds a little bit of something that presses with their, you know, I still am of the opinion that Porzingis is closer to a role player than a star, but you still need your role players. And he has, even when he's not very good, he's still pretty functional um, because he, he just changes the geometry. And that was, this was just sort of one of these games where they were getting pick and rolled to death. I, I don't remember a team like killing. It felt like last year with like Dwight Powell and Maxie getting just pummeled at the rim. Um, that was pretty frustrating for me to watch. Like the the shot making from Orlando, I've talked about that in here. Like I felt like this the Mavs were due for some of this shit. Only they've survived some of it. You know, like the Pacers shot the ball pretty well last night, and then the Mavs just blew them off the floor, anyways. I, I hear you. One of the things that I find interesting, I was listening to Danny Larue and Nikias Duncan uh, talk a little bit about the Mavericks. I'm super happy that the Mavericks are getting a little bit of national media as well. Um, and they were talking about the Magic specifically about they're just a really long athletic team. And it reminds me of a little of, of another long athletic team that we may or may not have lost to two years in a row in the playoffs. Yeah. And that might just be the biggest mismatch um, for the Mavericks. And, you know, that's, that's the reality. You, 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 you've got to play who's in front of you. And yeah. if they happen to be Memphis, they happen to be Denver, or if they happen to be Orlando, you're going to have to do it. All right, Kirk, thank you for keeping the light on for us because we know it's not as much fun to be in the media when the Mavs uh, lose. And we'll get back at you next time. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks so much. Sure thing, Zach. And, you know, these sometimes are much more fun when they lose because we're all just yelling and then it starts being funny. As opposed, like, if you're on Twitter, like, I'm going to, I'm probably going to check out of Twitter for the rest of the night just because people are going to talk themselves into being mad. You know, it's like, 
I see some, I saw one gentleman in the chat suggesting that they play Marquise Chris more. I think Chris should play more. Unfortunately, Chris, if, if you go look at his various box scores, like sometimes the man just can't hit the broad side of a barn. He took a hook shot tonight to hit the top of the backboard. It was really something. Um, you know, this, the Mavericks are a, a team where you get a lot out of the talent that they have. And because when team defense really looks good, it, it, it's kind of incredible, but I think like offensively, this team is just limited in terms of, of what they can do at times. Uh, and that was very evident tonight with some of the lack of shot making. The length comment by, by Zach was very important. And I, I just want to focus on that for a second because once again, Jalen Brunson had a very pedestrian borderline blah game against a team that's long. Like it's just, it, there's too much of a sample size to be like, okay, anybody that has like long lengthy health defenders, cause he can score kind of on anybody, but like it's the health stuff where I think he really, he really, he really struggles, but that's, that's just me. Okay. Um, coming up next, Chris, how you doing, Chris? Hey Kirk, how you doing? Eh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Normally I would have just shaken this off cause we've been on what 13 out of 15 wins before tonight, something like that. Um, uh, You'd be like, oh, we're overdue for a lost team. But then I look at Orlando's record, 10 and 40. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, and we can't even score the ball in the last five minutes and lose by two. You have like four open three-pointers. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith misses a free throw, just all these things. And I know they play last night, whatever. No excuses, but it just – it's fucking embarrassing, actually. It just it sucks losing losing like this. Sure. And the Jazz are going to lose tonight. We could have taken that fourth spot. Denver – Cannot lose. They're on like a five-game winning streak, so they've overtaken that spot now. So, well, Denver uh, has the best. Denver has the best player in basketball, like on a night-to-night basis. So at some point, I knew they were going to figure this shit out. Yeah, and the whole KP thing that I obviously had him in the night would have been a much different story. I mean, Magic had sixty uh, points in the paint. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> just ridiculous. Saloon door down there, and it's another. Well, they couldn't get a board. What was that? Yeah. I don't know what the second chance points numbers, but it was bad tonight. And just another game, just like in the beginning of the season, when you're asking Dwight Powell to do too much, he messes up. Just people run right past him. And and honestly, I'm kind of wondering. I mean, I know he can't play too many minutes, and he hasn't really been playing much at all, but I don't see why they didn't just throw Bulbon out there just to stop the the bleeding, you know, down in the paint. I mean, is there something wrong with him, or is, why is he – why is he on the team? I mean, is he not I mean, but, I mean he's on the team because he's Lucas' buddy. He's a horrendous defender, but – I, he's like, he might as well not be there. It's guy like he, he's never been much of a shot blocker, but I don't know. And Moses, I mean, Moses, and I know he's a raw player and he, he, he pretty much sure, but just having somebody different. I mean, that hadn't played last night either. Yeah. Have fresh legs out there. That, that's probably the argument that I like the most is like just some fresh legs because, you know, they win one at home to the Pacers and nobody played a lot of minutes. They still got on a plane and had to go to Orlando. I mean, yeah. they basically played a game in less than 24 hours after played another game. And I know these guys are professional athletes, but there's still something to the fact that, that I'm sure some of these guys are tired. Yeah, so. it's definitely a make or miss lead because it could have gone either way. We could be here like, oh, we barely got out of this alive one by one point kind of thing. You know, it just one of those things that just they're just going to have to fight through it. Um, trying to think of anything else I was going to say. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's just one of those those games that you shouldn't have lost, but it, it is what it is. There's still a lot of games left. And, you know, they've been on a roll, but I, I am worried about this KP thing with him being out. I mean, he might be out for another three or four games. I mean, uh, and even then it might be something more serious that we don't we don't know about with this knee. There's always going to be something. It just sucks. Like, 
I just want us to get past the first round and for him to be healthy, but it just don't seem like that's ever going to happen with with KP, you know, with his health and also. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, let's just try to get this uh, better. Get this win on Wednesday against the Thunder. Don't be losing yeah. too straight. It's too bad. No, the thought. I mean, and, and Shake Gillis Alexander is sitting until at least after the All Star break, and he carved up Dallas last time. And that they, if they lose to the to the Thunder, then we actually have yeah. problems. And this this season really does feel different. This doesn't. It's like the last season, like last year. Right? It was like all these. You'd be scared to go against the bad teams. You know, we sure. go against good teams. Like, oh, I'm excited. You know, they're gonna. You, you know, we're playing against a great team, and Luca's going to go off. But then you play the bad teams, like, uh, I don't know. If I'm well, I mean, it's an expectation game. Where yeah. last year, I never knew what to expect, and when the game was tight in the fourth, I felt like they weren't going to have it. I mean, tonight I felt like they were going to win this game right up until they didn't, because there's just so many great looks, none of them went down. Thirty-four point triple double from Luca, and would you think thirty-four point triple double with Luca uh, losing to the Magic? I, I just pretty painful. Never think that seeing the box score and stuff. So yeah. That's okay. All right, let's get this one on Wednesday. Let's just let's shake this one off. That's right. Talk soon. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Okay, coming up next, my friend Akiva. How are we doing tonight, my friend? Welcome back to the show. Hey, Kurt. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Hi, how you doing? Good to speak to you again. I'm driving. Uh, I was at the game tonight with my uh, son-in-law, Josh, my daughter. We had the best seats ever. We were sit- sitting next, right next to uh, Mav's bench. How's the energy from the team tonight? What do you think? Very, very good energy. Very involved. Everybody on the, on the bench was really involved. They played great defense most of the time, suffocating defense. Had several chances to win. But I'll tell you, besides that, I don't want to get into my thing, my usual thing about not playing Boban and, and Moses Brown because I still, I still say it's a mistake. Whatever. But... When is the coaching staff going to realize that fringe players don't generally make crunch time shots? You have to you have to try and set up Luca, uh, free up Luca through screens. Whatever you have to do, screens, post them up, and, and free up Luca to take the shots. It's the tough. End. So Istak yeah. came on my show Friday, and like I know this, but I forget this stat almost every time. Luca is far and away the most doubled NBA player. He sees more doubled teams than anyone else by a significant margin. So it's like even tonight, the, the, the last drive, he was trying to get somewhere. But the Thunder just think, you know, or not the Thunder, the Magic in every team thinks we might as well just throw as many people as possible at Luca. And if we lose to someone else, we lose to someone else. Then maybe she shouldn't have been driving the ball. He should have been set up through screens. Oh, oh, uh, he should have been coming action. off screens. Mm. See, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. I like that idea. I wonder how much – how there was, a, there was a game several years ago. It was when Dennis Smith was still with the team. And they ended up losing, and it was the sort of play where Carl drew it up for Luca to be off ball, only he never got the ball. And Dennis had to throw up some nasty shot that didn't go in. And Luca lost his mind, like, on the court. So some of this, I wonder if why he won't not have the balls, because they don't really have anybody else that they feel comfortable being able to get the ball. Uh, yeah, but you got to try. I mean, Bronson could, could, could get the ball to him. Uh, you could screen, screen, set a couple of different screens. You, but you gotta work in it in practice, and you gotta work in it a lot. 
Sure. And I don't, I don't see Kid as, as being too bright enough to figure that out. Well, I really it's, also, don't. it's also telling Luca, hey, buddy, you got to get off the ball. Like, there, there's an element of yeah. that that I think is really difficult because they, yeah, the, the sort of stuff with Luca, it's, it hasn't mattered as much lately. But, you know, how do you tell the $207 million man that, hey, you're not going to get the ball right now? Like, hey, it, 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 it's kind of a pins and needles thing because you, he's performed so well, but I agree. Like, like the off ball stuff is something that they should, they, they need to force him to you, go to. You tell Luca, you, you ask Luca, Luca, when was the last time one of your French, uh, and, uh, scrub teammates hit a game winning shot? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was Finney Smith like last Dorian. year, right? Yeah. Dor- Dorian, Dorian's the guy who I think of. Like, I trust Dorian in the clutch. I don't know why. Maxi is just like, that guy, like the oh, he was awful. I oh. hate to be this cruel because I really like what Maxi has done for this team, but that man does not want the ball when it matters. Like right. there's just a hot potato, oh right. shit, aspect to it. Right, right, right. He doesn't, he doesn't belong taking shots at the end of the game. It really doesn't. You may, he may hit one, and he'll, and he'll miss four or five games after right. that. He'll miss. There's no question about it. It just, I, I think it's bad coaching. I really do. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sure. Sh- I gotta give them credit. I gotta <laughs> give, I gotta give them credit for playing better defense. Uh, but that was, that's the easiest thing to do is to get the team to play, any team to play better team defense. Kyle, I could never figure that out. Well, that's why I hate it. Is, I think it's Jamal Mosley who was the, you know, the, 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 the Thunder coach tonight. I think like his defensive skill, but that is also like, that, that also at this point is a running joke. Which, 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 Just which, that well, Mosley was well, the problem for the defense because then he went to the, <laughs> because then he went to Orlando and they can't stop anybody either though they stopped us so what do I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was frustrating, really frustrating. And but Luca, I think this is a streak in Luca when he a lot of times we were talking about it at the game when we went together. Like he he'll he'll be close to the basket. He's driving towards the basket. He can he can make a shot. We know he can get get in and he kicks it out. He kicks it out. He's gotta be yeah. more selfish. A little bit more selfish. I love the fact that he sprays the ball around, but he's gotta get more selfish. More he had- more- He's much better. Like, uh, there, there was a, a piece I can email it to you later if you want me to. Um, Iztok wrote how much more he's getting to the basket January as opposed to December and November. And so he's getting there. I, I do understand what you mean though, because it's just, man, it's like he makes the right basketball play and they just don't seem to reward him for it. No. And, and again, like there was a couple of assists that, like uh, who was it that blew the the easy easy layup? Uh, oh, Josh Green. Josh Josh <laughs> Green, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, I, mean, I like I like Josh Green. I like the way he plays. I, I like the that he plays. But uh, there was a couple of plays like that, and and that, that's every game. And Luca like feeds them like a, like a baby with a with a spoon, and they and they miss it. But uh, whatever. Sure. But they do. They have better defense. You know, yeah, it's great. They do. All right. Well, I'm glad you had All fun. Right. At least you had good seats. Oh, oh, we had fun. You could hear everything. It was better. It was even better than uh, the seats we sat in at the, uh, at the uh, what do you call oh, it? Right, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh wants to tell you something. Oh, funniest <laughs> thing about it was uh, Theo Pinson yelling at Wendell Carter Jr., hey, why are you wearing Ray-Bans on the court? And they were all talking shit to each other. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that see yeah see that that makes the price of the tickets worth it when you get to hear stuff oh, like yeah, that outstanding yeah, yeah outstanding 
It was great. Well, you guys oh, drive oh, safe oh. and get home safe, all right? Oh, I meant to say, Kurt. Yes, sir. Kurt, the assistant coach, um, what's his name? He's got the short hair, white dude with, like, kind of reddish hair. Uh, Sweeney, white I think. Guy. He seems to be kind of the voice of that assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, coach yeah. He was unit. he was the acting coach for like three games when the, when the kid went to the yeah. They have a good coaching staff. He's bright. They have a very good coaching staff. He's yeah, got, I agree. He's with got that. energy, and he was uh, yeah he was talking to them animatedly on the bench before kid stepped in, and always like like you know cursed them out. And <laughs> he's good. He's good. I like. Him. All right, you guys have a good night. Thanks for joining. Thank you. You too. Have a great one. All right. Coming up next, Matt. How you doing, Matt? Welcome to the show. Hey, Kurt. Can you hear me okay? All right. Hey, first time on the show. Big fan. Thanks so much for bringing me on. Um, so, man, this one was frustrating. Um, I came in about like five minutes into the green room, so I'm not sure if anyone has brought up Mo Wagner yet, but let's hear I it. Saw, no, because I, I soliloquied for, for five minutes. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, sure. So yeah. Oh God. So I watched the last game where Mo Wagner had, and Luca had some words for each other. And uh, my wife can tell you, I was just screaming at the TV because uh, Mo Wagner, I'm just like, dude, what have you done? Like, just stop. And um, I think that's basically what like Luca told him, but this game what in the I think it was like the third or fourth quarter he has like three driving dunks. I'm like, does somebody what is going on? And it just it pissed me off because I was like, gosh dang it, I I already kind of don't like this guy because he just kind of um smarted off to Luca and I'm just like, dude, just stop. Until you do something, like just just stop. And and he we don't defend him and he drives to the hoop for three dunks like almost in a row it seems like i was just like gosh dang it this is pissing me off yeah no losing um, to, losing to mo mo wagner is very like it's just upsetting on principle right yeah so um but yeah i mean with this game it's just one of those that um i mean it just goes to show that like no matter the record of the team you have to show up to play and um I, I'm not sure that the Mavs defense really showed up like they have in the past month. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just a frustrating one because you really want to take care of these games. Like you really want to bank these games in that you should take care of business for. Um, and we just didn't do that. Uh, as far as like the last minute or so of the game, I, I'm just one of those. I'm not, I'm almost not even so much mad about, the last like minute or two of the game. Cause I don't think it should have even have gotten to that point. Like, I feel like we should have slaughtered this team. Oh, but, sure. Sure. But, but when it was, it was like, they were shooting 50% from three at halftime or something. I could be making that up, but it, it felt bad when I went upstairs to start doing my kids bedtime. And then I came back and I was like, Oh, they're, they're not down by that many. I, I, they were kind of due for one of these, like, like in the weeds, like games against the team, they should blow out. It, you can't win all of them, but it still pissed me off. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. So, um, anyway, uh, you know, thanks again for having me on. Uh, just one last thing, as far as like, I know trades have been like a huge talk, and sure. uh, I, I, I'm a lot. Yeah, I'm a lot like you, where I don't really participate a whole lot in that stuff because I'm just kind of, I'm not like super uh, informed about what all goes into that and everything. Well, I but, mean, the the transactional stuff cracks me up because it 
you know, you, you start to feel like like Doctor Strange at the end of uh, Infinity War. And it's just, it's not, like, I don't want to think about every possible future. I just want my team to be good. Is that too much to ask? And, you know, sometimes apparently the answer Yeah, for sure. I, I'm one of those that, like, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing a change, but I can kind of see the other side where we may want to try and uh, we may want to try and see what we have with this team. Although it, I kind of feel like we kind of already know, but it, it's just with the COVID outbreak we had in December, it's kind of hard to tell in a way. But um, but I, I listened to the Locked On Mavs guys a lot, and they had, I forgot who it was that they had on, but recently, but a lot of you know teams have been calling for Jalen and Dorian Finney-Smith, and it doesn't seem like the Mavs are really budging on them very much from what this guy was saying. I wish I remember who it was they brought on. Oh, it's probably Jake Fisher. They have a yes. couple of different, you know, Jake, I knew Jake when he was a teen reporter. Um, yeah. Like, now he has like long flowing hair and looks like, like a, like a grizzled. It's really funny. Um, it's the Mavericks are, and I think this may be just because they're our team, but they're this like, like Cuban is a shitty public negotiator where it's just like you come out here. It's like, everybody's untouchable. Like Mark Stein got really heated on Twitter and he should have been because a person made a joke about Dwight Powell being untouchable and people ran with it because it seems entirely plausible. That seems like a thing the Cuban would do. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, and you brought up Dwight Powell. My goodness. I, Oh gosh, he made this. He he had some some plays in this game that I definitely was frustrated with, and I was about to. I almost yelled at the TV like, "Sit his ass down!" But then I was like, "Well, crap. Uh, KP's not in Orlando right now, so who else would go out there?" Um, but I know I, I've seen quite a bit in the chat that uh, quite a few people are asking for Boban to come in possibly, and um, I'm not knowledgeable enough in basketball to really say if he should have came in or not, but I guess it was. Bobon is an example of some of us wanting different stuff when they keep failing in the same way. It's like, can we try the, can we try the thing we haven't tried yet? Whether it's Bobon or Moses or someone. And the answer might be, uh, it's not going to work either, but nothing is more frustrating than watching a team fail the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Thanks so much, Kurt, for having me on again. Um, I've really gotten into this group therapy stuff, um, and I literally just downloaded a Green Room like maybe ten minutes ago, and I was like, "Hell oh, yeah!" On. So, One person <laughs> at a time. Follow, uh, hit follow me, and you'll get notified when we go live. Um, everybody who's listening, go download Green Room Spotify. Uh, not not the people in the room; you're already all here. But you know, listen on the podcast and join. We have a great time. I need to think of a better name for when we win because group therapy is when you know we lose. But when we win, there's not really a need for therapy. So I'll figure something out. But thanks for joining, Matt. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Have a good rest of your night. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. Coming up next, my man, Mr. Jim. What's going on, Jim? Hey, it's been a while since I've been on here. That's right. I didn't even have one last night. I was just like, I, I'm going to go play video games. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Um, so last time we talked, it was about Chris and Penson. It was just like, oh, my God, these new 10-day hardship players. Oh, my God, what are they going to be able to do for the team? Um, and obviously now Chris is with the team. But that doesn't solve the issue that you guys were just talking about paint-wise. Um, defensive paint-wise. Um, I feel like with Orlando, having 
Carter, who's like he's a seven footer, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so this is like the same problem the Maps had a few years ago whenever they would play the Lakers. Like they had Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, these like huge seven footers in the paint. Um they that would just be able to get easy buckets and people like Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba, they they're not tall enough and big enough to be able to deal with that, especially when KP is as hit or miss attendance wise um as he's been. Um but I don't think that was like the primary issue. Um, I feel like the Golden State game, uh, and I, I know people have tweeted about this, but the defensive rating after the D- Golden State game just shot way up. And um, I don't know if it's – I don't have numbers in front of me. I don't know if, uh, if you have numbers, but um, it feels like the pace half-court-wise was a lot faster. Th- does that make any sense? For the Mavericks, for sure. Well, like, sure. well, defensively, like they weren't able to keep up with it. Like, I, I felt like they were playing more far out. Like, each oh yeah, landed. okay, I see what you're saying. So, one of the things that was pointed out whenever the Mavericks were just kicking the shit out of teams on defense is that they were getting two guys back very quickly, make or miss, and it was allowing them to set up their defense. So now that everybody knows that, the order of the day is to push on the Mavericks and make them deal, and that like. The Mavericks have been a bad transition defensive team my entire existence. Across right. the multiverse, I do not remember the Mavericks ever not getting, you know, just not getting beaten in transition. It's a painful right. deal. But, that, you know, attacking a defense is still setting up is one of the easiest ways to do it. It's why I always want the Mavericks to push, but they just sort of refuse to do so because Luka wants to control things. But that has been a big part of it. I mean, Golden State was is basically custom made to expose the Mavericks defense. This team a little less so, but like if you're gonna have attacking guards, like you have to have and really commit to your closeouts in a way, uh and really commit to your switching in a way that the Mavericks have been pretty good at. It's just right. tonight it wasn't particularly effective. I, I didn't feel like the closeouts were that great. The switching was good at some points, but the closeouts weren't that good. Yeah. Like how many open threes did Okiki get and like Wendell Carter from the corner, like those corner threes were just like open season. Which they had been, but they weren't making. They had any. been limiting yeah. corner threes up until that Warriors game, and then since then it's been not. Right. So how did how would you fix that besides like a r- obvious roster change? I don't know. I don't even know how the hell they were doing it before. Like it felt like fucking wizardry. Uh, they were, you know, teams were not shooting particularly well against them, and they were limiting the corner threes. I don't know how. There was something, and this is where I'm not just smart about talking about some of the specifics of NBA defense, where a lot of the guys from the bench uh, are often calling out, like, hey, you need to be one step closer here, you know, because uh, that one half step can make a big difference when the ball's moving. But I I, I just, I'm not really sure is, is the answer. To yeah, question. I'd love to, like, look up, like, and compare the attempt stats, like, three-point-wise, um, within, like, the past game since Golden State. Mm-hmm. And just see if they've been up or down, and then compare that with the defensive stretch, like the really good defensive stretch we had. That was like the twenty-one games or so. Right, right. No, that that is that is where I I'm with you as well. I'm not sure. I see. I was responding to to someone in the chat. Victor said it's the KP effect. You know, KP protects the paint. But KP wasn't around for all these games that they were winning. I mean, he's only played like six games in 2022. He's not played that many games. He was out for a real long time, and they were still doing well on defense. He obviously helps. That's not what I mean to say. It's just they were doing pretty well before, so now they have to figure out if he's going to be out. I I would – 
I'm just going to guess that he's going to be out till after the all-star break. I don't know why it's just, there's, you know, you look at the schedule and, and I'm not sure what the deal is there. So we're it, accustomed it, to it. It's a gut feeling mm-hmm. at this yeah. point with KP. Right. But, but Hey, that's all I got. All right, buddy. Talk soon. Thanks but, for coming. Talk soon. Thank you. All right. Mr. Dang, how are we doing tonight? Well, Hey, sorry, I've had some health problems, so I can't stay up too late. I understand. Hi, uh, I'm I'm sorry the Mavericks uh, served you a lot. I saw all the games, but what upsets me the most, and maybe I'm beating a dead horse, in close games, coaching decisions make a big effect. As you can see, you know, if you don't trust Maxi Kleba to make, you know, a clutch shot, why is he out there on offense? The crazy part is that I think Luca trusts Maxi to make the shot. I don't think Maxi trusts Maxi to make the shot. True, but that's where a coach needs to step up and, you know, and make that decision, you know. And, you know, when we were talking about Powell, he didn't have it. Chris, he changed the, the tempo of the game with his play, you know. I understand why he's not getting more minutes and we didn't stay with him longer. I think I think he took that corner three that he had no business taking and kid was like, okay, thanks, bye. Because he missed the corner three short and – Missing a corner, like, I don't know. Guys who take corner threes and then miss them badly, it might as well be a turnover. So, I don't know, though. I understand what you mean. Like, you just want to see guys who play with a little bit of energy. And Maxi was just – Maxi's whole game was eh. It, it, defensively, he was a part of why Mo Wagner uh, got to the basket. Like, he just – his help and recovery was not where it, it can't – where it has been and can be. It was just sort of a struggle bus of a game for, for – it looked like his feet were in quicksand, you yeah. know, like he, he handled a back-to-back, you know? Yeah. But in that same regard, if that's the case, you know, then get him out and, and look for somebody else, you know? It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know? mm. Over and over again. But, you know, when is kid going to make these adjustments? Because when we get to the playoffs, he's going to have to play chess with these other coaches. Is he going to adapt quickly in time enough? Because these are the things, you know, where he needs to be a tactician and understand that, hey, if something's not working, I need to go something else. It's an interesting thing because I am probably not the best person to talk about, kid, because I was out on the hire. Um, I want to give credit where they've done well, but I also don't want to do the thing that are, are you know, the, the, the normal sports uh, – the normal sort of sports thing where it's like, see, he won some games. You were wrong for all your takes. And it's like, no, a guy has a history for having a history. And, you know, the, the likelihood over the long run is that, you know, the Mavericks are at the exact same point that they were at with, with Rick Carlisle last year, more or less in terms of where they are in the West. And so it's, it's, I'm pleased that they're playing well, but like, I'm also a team with Luka Doncic should play well. Like what there's, there's a little bit of give and take with with this discussion where it's just it gets a little wild and I I'm I don't know the coaching stuff is so difficult because I like the the activity from the coaching staff like they they all seem to like everything seems to to work pretty well they seem to work pretty well together which is not a thing that was of a, a, a previous Jason Kidd coaching staffs um, at least that I'm aware of so I don't know I, I understand your frustration though because it's it's like you put in Maxi and he just misses every opportunity given to him. I mean, that's what was crazy to me is he didn't have one opportunity and he missed. He had four and he committed a turnover. And like that sort of thing is really that sort of funk is hard for a guy who's that, you know. I mean, he's a he's a he's a seventh, eighth man, and they're making him do that sort of stuff. Oh, 
it's just like playing starting Powell. Why would you start Powell? You know, he goes great against other reserves, but he, he's placed terribly against the first team big men from the other side. Right. You know, you could see that from a mile above, you know, and, and then the effort that was, we got killed on the boards. Holy cow. Yeah, that's the first game. It's funny. We, we, we just talked about in a previous one of these, how well the Mavericks have done on the defensive boards this season. And it's been a season wide thing only for them to get destroyed. Yeah, and the thing that got me were most of those boards were long boards. But long boards are lack of effort, in my opinion. You know, it's not just blocking out. It's just who's going to win the 50-50 ball. Sure, sure. And tonight they got outworked. Yeah, it's a long season, you know. I can forgive this because the streak's been long. But some things need to change, and I sure as shit don't believe in any of the trades. I can't trust Nico Harrison and – you know, who the real GM is. Right. Trades. You know, I, I don't deal with any of that. When I listen to all the other podcasts, I get irritated. Oh, that, I just don't even talk about it. And I, it's funny because I actually talk to all those guys and I'm just like, I'm not here for this. <laughs> oh, I tune them out when, when that happens. I speed up the podcast, you know, and I go, okay, I'm not going to listen to this part. Because yeah. It's, it's all hearsay. And then, you know, Cuban, I can't trust him to pull off any trades. There's just no way. Yeah. His judgment is so flawed, it's not even funny, you know? The best thing I can hope he does is sell the team. (laughs) Which I don't think is going to happen. No, so it is what it is. Great hearing from you, Kurt. Really appreciate you doing these green rooms a whole lot. Sure thing. Hope you feel better. We'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay, coming up next... Grayson, what's happening, my guy? You're going to close this out if you can hit that unmute button. How's hey, it going? Sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm going to sh- do the unthinkable, Kirk. I'm going to try to defend Maxi a little bit. Okay. The, piggybacking the... off of what – yeah, piggybacking off of what your last guest said. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll be the first to say, like, Maxi had a rough game tonight. Uh, you didn't play that great, you know. There was some really tough moments, and, you know, that happens from time to time. It's an 82-game season. But, like, like like the last guy said, I mean, he shouldn't have been – if he, especially because he was struggling, he shouldn't have been in the game late in that situation anyway. And I, and I get that, you know, they're injured and they don't have a lot of options, and so, you know, he ended up being out there tonight. But, like, when Maxi is playing well, you know, he can – he can hit the three, and he can kind of defend a little bit. You know, he's not he's like – He's a pretty good defender, but then it's just there are games where he's off and he looks terrible. Tonight was one of those, in my opinion. I just think that if he doesn't figure a guy out early, he just really struggles. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird. But, you know, I just – like, I he, he deserves to get some fire tonight. Like, that's fine. But, like, keep in mind, you know, I, I think this guy – what he shot like 40% from three last year or something like that. Yep. Uh, you know, that's, you know, we need that kind of shooting. And I don't know if he's doing that this year, but he has the ability to do that. And anyway, he does kind of disappear in the playoffs, though. I will say that. Well, and but that's where the challenge comes, where it's less about, you know, the frustration has always been less about Maxie and more about what they ask Maxie to do. I mean, this is the time of year where he starts to always look a little tired because they ask him to do a ton. And it's it's just it's it can be a little bit frustrating because 
he is not, you know, there, there's people in our fan base that think he's just the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I appreciate what he does, but it's just not fair to, to ask him to continually, you know, play 35 minutes a night, guard a guy's best, guard another team's best, like wing or big, and then hit 40% from three. Like he's, he just turned 30. Like the, the, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be his year. Like he's, he's shooting 37.6% from the floor before tonight, which is within striking distance of what he shot last year. So he's still probably the best, um, volume three pointer, three point shooter that the Mavericks have this year. I mean, not kind of, he is as I'm looking at this statistical lineup. Um, Dorian is, is close. Dorian's right behind him, about a percent and a half behind. Um, but it's kind of him and, and Dorian and that's, you know, other guys need to step up. Like Bullock tonight, you know, I thought you know, he had a great game last night, and then tonight just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Like he had some – he hit three kind of close in a row, but then after that he was, like, he was bit terrible. So it's – well, this team is – um, this team is constructed to where when they play well, they look great, but then when they play bad, they look terrible. Like there's not – like there's not a lot of moral victories because you go through the box scores in these games where it's like, oh, Luca had a triple-double, and then the next highest player was Brunson who had 15 points and one assist. So it's, it's, I don't know. This, this is a frustrating loss. I think everybody's right. We should probably, um, probably just, you know, move on to this one. Like they're, they're going to win against the Thunder. And then, you know, we just got to hope that Joel Embiid doesn't, you know, go all Godzilla on the Mavericks front court and we'll see where things go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to freak out too much about this one. I mean, the Magic aren't a good team, but they shot like 90% from three. And, you know, when that happens, you usually win the game. In the first half. They actually shot terribly in the second half. But it, early on, it was pretty – it was it's pretty it, – it just this is just a game that they're going to wish they had back, and that's that's that, you know? Yeah, it sucks, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm also not, like, you know, getting my pitchfork out over it. Nope. We'll do that on Wednesday if they lose to the Thunder because the Thunder sucks. Yeah, definitely without Shea. That's right. All right, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was fun. All right. All right, team. Uh, everybody go get some sleep and take two days off. Watch some uh, good television. Maybe go for a run. Maybe don't watch some basketball for a couple of days and then be ready to join uh, the green room following the hopeful Wednesday night victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder. This has been Kirk Henderson. Please rate and review the podcast, uh, Mavs Moneyball podcast. Uh, please join the green room. Join, download Spotify. We have a, uh, a weirdly growing community. We're having a great time, and you should want to be part of it. Everyone have a good week, and we will talk soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.